This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It is the most expensive stock in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And this morning, the decline in the price of Boeing was definitely having an impact on the whole thing. So after the crash of the Ethiopian Airlines flight on the weekend that killed all 157 people on board, a lot of the attention has focused on Boeing, the American aviation company, and its fleet of 737 MAX 8s. It's a brand new plane that the company says has been its most popular ever. Almost three quarters of all the planes delivered last year were 737s. So what does this mean to the market overall and for Boeing in particular? Well, joining us now to talk more about this is Portfolio Manager with Raymond James, Jeffrey Sandler, who also I just found out after knowing you for years, you have a pilot's license. No, I had. It has to be youth. it has to be current to say you have a pilot's license. So in my youth, I was ah. uh, I was an aviation bug, a nerd, and I still am. So I can read the language when I'm reading when they're talking pilot speak. After these incidents, I can I can look at it and sort of understand what they're talking about. This one's pretty straightforward. I'm they don't know what happened. That's uh-huh. first and foremost. Yeah. And as you and I were discussing before we started to, um, before we went on the air, the the people who you usually, not usually, the people who you will hear from first and foremost if there's a, a design flaw are pilots. And they're the ones flying these things, and they have no intention of getting into an aircraft that's unsafe and taking anybody anywhere in it, ever. So... Given the reaction, I have the the reaction from the airlines was pretty immediate this morning. They all sent out uh, notices. Well, Air Canada flies 24 of them and WestJet 13 of of this series of 737. The notice that the Federal Aviation Administration sent out after the first crash, which was very similar to this one. The the Lion Air one in Indonesia. That's the one, right, which was in October. So in November... November 7th, the Federal Aviation Administration sent out an airworthiness directive. So this is something everybody has to read if Mm -hmm. you're in the business. And it said right on it, I'm going to read from it, emergency AD prompted by analysis performed by the manufacturer, so Boeing, showing that an erroneously high single angle of attack sensor input is received by the flight control system. There's potential for repeated nose-down trim commands. Okay, in plain English, the plane thinks the nose is pointing straight up in the air when it's not. So that causes a stall. It causes the aircraft to stop flying. So the systems that control airplanes are giant software machines. They're huge computers. They're computers, yeah. Yeah, And they're multiple layers of computers. The aviation, the flight control systems are among the most sophisticated uh, automated systems in the world, and they have redundancies on top of redundancies. So to have a problem like this is, first of all, really serious. Nobody's downplaying how serious it is. But I think probably very fixable and i think given what i'm reading in this in this notification if you were aware of it if you knew that it could happen to you when you're a trained pilot it looks like if this is the particular problem that developed you'd be able to Fix do it. something well turn it off yeah. tell the plane that it's okay in other words no no you're not you're not stalling and there the wouldn't plane be doesn't... systems to override all that because uh, aren't they designed to make sure something like that couldn't happen? They're actually designed to feed off each other and to work very quickly if they think that there's a problem. So you have to be on the ball if you're flying an aircraft. You have to be up current on yeah. everything that's going on with the airplane. And you have to know exactly what to This is why they spend so much time in simulators. Uh, air, airline pilots and why they're rechecked and checked all the time is to just throw these problems at them and see how they react. Right. This basically is an aircraft 
that the manufacturer said in this directive has a, you know that little wing in the very tail of the plane, yeah. the big one that goes up and down? Yeah. Well, that controls the nose attitude, tilt, up and okay. down. So what it's saying is there's a little trim on the back of that thing that's keeping the plane level, and it's sending, and, and a sensor is telling it that that trim is set completely wrong, the nose is, is going too far up. up. So it's saying, no, no, get it down. So the pilot's sitting there trying to fly the plane, and the nose is just pushing hard down. as it can toward the ground, which is, of course, not where you no. want to happen, what you want to happen. So that was the discussion in November. Now that this has happened, they're going to have to, very quickly, the, the, the manufacturer, Boeing's going to have to... Uh, you know, get get some information out there so that people are are comfortable flying. The four majors in in North America that are flying it, including uh, Air Canada and uh, and WestJet, uh, already issued uh, their their statements on it. Right. The two American ones are saying American Airlines and Southwest are saying we're flying them. They're completely reliable, and the pilots feel that they're huh. completely safe. Uh, Air Canada said sort of the same thing. I'm not going to read all their language, and. Um, WestJet said that they are looking at the situation, but at the moment they feel that they have very good airplanes. This is a big seller. Well, There's 5,000 of these back ordered. That's huge. That's a, oh, uh, a fifth of them go to China, and China has grounded this particular type of it. It's the, it's, the, uh, it's the 8 and the 9. It's not all 737s. It's these two particular models where they seem to be concentrating their Inquiry. Okay. So, How critical is this for Boeing then? Because, I mean, obviously this is a hugely successful economic driver for them. They've had some issues. It affected their stock price this morning. Yeah, it did. So that, that's my area of expertise, of course. I don't fly these. Uh, but um, the stock, it's a huge company, $230 billion in size. It's the world's biggest plane maker, and it's the most popular. The stock fell 10% this morning, wiping 300 points off the Dow Jones Industrial Average. At the time that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ were up about 1%. So there was this giant, you saw this red mark where the yeah. Dow was, down 200. And then you saw the S&P up 28, which is, which is crazy. I've, I've, I hadn't seen anything like that before. But the Dow is only 30 stocks. Right. So when one of them, especially this larger company, has this kind of a problem, it really does affect all the, all the numbers. The general feeling is... Um, I mean, Boeing's widely held. It's held by a lot of mutual well, funds. Well, that's what it's I was wondering. By, we probably all, somebody has Boeing in if there. If you're in a pension right now, you probably own a piece of Boeing and uh, because it's one of the favorites in the transportation area and it's such a good company. It's such a well-run company. And there's a lot of people, you know, they have an off- They have an operation in Vancouver. Uh, they have a big manufacturing operation in Winnipeg, another one in Ottawa. So it's important to Canada that Boeing be doing okay hey. with we does fly this, in their airplanes. Does this make people a little bit nervous? Like financially, does it make you a little bit nervous where you go, mm, we're going to have to keep an eye on this? Mm, not me, but I can see that a lot of people might. And I think that some investors uh, who, are, uh, who have this one or, or are thinking of getting it might wait and see what transpires after this um, latest tragedy. Um, I, I would think it's a software issue or something that they can deal with, right. given the, the sheer quantity of planes they're, they're putting into the skies but and it's selling. It's bad publicity, though, for them, and they don't... They it's don't, terrible. Don't, yeah. You're in the business of selling airplanes, and they're falling out of the sky. That's not a good thing. So, felt, especially since we keep hearing that air travel is, is the safest it has ever it been. It is. It is. And this is a really safe aircraft, but this, these, these two incidents are going to... They're going to cause an examination by Boeing. Boeing and the FAA have been going back and forth right. on how they should approach this. And I think they really felt that this directive that I'm holding that they sent out to people would, at least for the time being, keep things safe. Right. Obviously, 
if this is what happened again, that's not exactly the way it should have, you know, right. played out. But um, I will wait and see before I decide, you know, how how dangerous a situation Boeing actually faces. Uh, they're, they're best in show at making safe aircraft, so we'll see. Uh, I also know that Transport Minister Mark Garneau is going to momentarily be making some comments about the crash because there were 18 Canadians on board that. Uh, so we'll see what that has to do. But overall, it looks like for the stock-wise the company kind of rebounded later to I think they're down like 7% or something like that. It's rebounded a little. Um, the, the stock price almost doesn't matter at the moment. Everyone's going to scram. I mean, it, it's such a large part of the global transportation network. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the big expansions, of course, are coming out of China and Indonesia and Africa. Ethiopian Airlines is the fastest growing and, and one of the most aggressive yeah. airlines in Africa. They want to be the dominant air carrier in Africa. They don't want to be crashing planes. That's for yeah. sure. Bad, so, yeah. So this will get taken care of, I would imagine, pretty quickly. Okay, so we'll keep you updated on that. But while we've got Jeffrey here, let's also talk a bit about the markets, because you were saying from the last time we talked to you until now, there's been a big change. We discussed the like market early conditions. in January. Well, we, yeah, we discussed the market conditions pretty regularly, you and I, uh, late 2018, which is when the market was going through its 20% dive. And since then, it's been on one huge tear. And then last week it had a soft week again, and it's going. There's a lot of tug of war going on. People are wondering why did the market rally so much? Why do all these stocks people yeah. hated on Boxing Day are suddenly 20, 30, 50, 80 yeah. percent higher? Why yes. is that, Jeffrey? Why is why? that? Same uh, stocks, nothing's changed. Yeah, but that's typical of the market. I don't like. I'm looking back at my 30 years of experience investing, and there's some trend or momentum factor that will come into play for no obvious reasons and selling begets selling because it's terrifying because the amount of movement in the stock prices uh, between September and December was the same as the amount of movement in stock prices between January and September. So the selling was compressed into you know, there, there six weeks. What took the what took the market eight months to get to? So it's the the emotional effect is literally five times different. So you're feeling great when things are going up, and you're feeling five times worse when things are going down. <laughs> That's so true. And that that is the that is what happens to us. If your house price, if you could buy and sell your house every day, we'd be talking about this with a lot of other assets. It just happens to be the way sometimes the psychology affects markets. Right now, they're just waiting to see what happens with China, with Brexit. Uh, interest rates are staying low. So it's just a great big holding pattern at the moment. Yeah, right. So you mentioned Brexit. That's March 29th. That's coming up at the end of this month. So you think that's what markets are kind of in a holding pattern then? Oh, it's it's uh, it it has never. It's interesting with Brexit. Two years we've been into this now, and it has never gotten the negative or potentially harmful attention that it's suddenly people are becoming aware of what this could really mean. And it's also pretty clear there are some interests involved who really do want them. Like what? Well, th- th- there was a story in the weekend about uh, social media buys, advertising buys, which and, and they can't figure out who was doing it. Very pro Brexit, you know. There- there's every indication to believe that certain people controlling huge amounts of money, including uh, London real estate and uh, money in the banking system. I'm talking about Russia. Yeah, would would really ha- like to have an independent UK versus a. One, one that's, that's tied to the European Union, yeah. Well, yeah, because the European Union is much more, you know, compliant with any money laundering and that sort of thing versus what they think they might get if they can get 
Brexit done. So there's that theory, which is you know, which is kind of a, 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 a big scary thing to consider. But th- this is what we've been talking about over and over again with every one of these major issues. That's true. But when it comes to Brexit, it feels like, as you were saying, for two years they've been saying, "Oh wait, don't worry, we've got this thing figured out. We've got the this is going to be fine." And now it's quite clear, no, it's not going to be fine. It could, you know what, could be fine. Could be, it, it depends on, you know, <laughs> there are so many <laughs> I potential... I wish people could see your facial expression. Well, it's... Because you you're not making a face that would make it suggest that, that things are going to be fine. It's difficult to understand <laughs> how they got into it. <laughs> it is, it isn't is. it? Like, I look at it and I go, I go it's fascinating. Uh, the debate is amazing. The implications are huge. How did this happen? It's just you look at it know. and you go, I don't, I don't. There's quite another get it. vote happening today, I, I believe. Don't, I don't uh, quite. I, I look at it and go, hmm, can't really understand it. But uh, you know, it, we'll see what happens. But that will probably the focus will change from China. We're almost sick and tired of hearing about the growth rate over to Europe as Brexit gets closer. So the markets will react more to that. Interest okay. rates are staying low though, so I don't see the volatility accelerating quickly. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome.